bow our heads for a word of prayer. Lord God, Father in heaven, we come before you this evening with heads bowed. We come to hear your word. We come to sing the songs. We come to pray. Lord, while we are apart one from another during this challenging time, we pray that you would continue to bind our hearts and our lives to the cross of Christ who makes us one, one body. We may be worshiping in different places, but we are of one heart and of one mind, focused on Christ and his love for us and for the whole world. Lord, be with us this evening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We continue our journey to the cross, focusing once again on the Ten Commandments and remembering our theme verse, by his wounds, we are healed. This evening, we take a look at the Seventh Commandment, thou shalt not steal. Sometimes we, we just take this at its surface words, if you will, don't steal. But we really need to take a look at what does it mean to steal because there are so many ways that people steal without even thinking about it. In ways that we can even violate this commandment and what God intended for us to know if we are not of the mind of Christ. It takes us really all the way back to creation when God created Adam, breathed into him that life-giving breath. God established then a relationship between himself and Adam and Eve. And Adam and Eve began to establish a relationship with the world around them. And as a sense, and we go look at Genesis, we see that God placed into the care of Adam and Eve the stewardship of all creation. To fill the earth and subdue it, to take care of that creation. And so we need to remember, even today, who does the creation belong to? It belongs to God. And we are the caretakers of his creation. And so failing to do some of the things that God uh, gives to us, commands to us, we begin to understand that what happens here in our relationship with the world and, and with our relationship with God is that we often find ourselves in a position where we steal. We remember when Jesus was given a couple of coins and asked, should we pay the tax? After all, the Jews at that time did not like paying the taxes to Rome, and they were looking for a Messiah or a Savior who was going to deliver them from Rome, and they're looking for every reason not to have to pay the tax. In this tax season, as it approaches, maybe some of us are thinking the same way. I'd rather not have to pay this. Of course, now it's been put off for a few more months. We have a little more time to think about it. 
But remember what Jesus said, render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's and unto God the things that are God. We hear those words echoed even today in our epistle lesson in the verse 7, pay to all what is owed to them, taxes to whom taxes are owed, revenue to whom revenue is owed, respect to whom respect is owed, honor to whom honor is owed. But this isn't just about paying taxes or giving tribute to Caesar. It's about understanding who we are as God's children in his kingdom and the witness that we bear to the world. For stealing is much more than simply taking something that doesn't belong to you in a physical way. In our culture today, we see that people can steal identities. People can steal or tarnish reputations. People can inadvertently steal and not even know they're doing it. You say, well, what do you mean about that, Pastor? Well, i got to confess, folks, sometimes I go search for images on the Internet for these, these sermons, and I'm not sure exactly sometimes if they're copyrighted or not. Sorry if they are. If you're an artist out there and you recognize something, my apologies. Let me know. There's so much out there in that way. We can steal by citing or failing to cite a source in a paper we're writing, not giving credit to where credit's due. But I think the most important thing we need to understand is that sometimes we steal from God. We absent ourselves from worship. We think that the time that we have is, is a time that belongs to us. And we forget that we are God's creatures, his creation. We forget that, that he's created this relationship with us and he, he asks us to honor that relationship with our time. Our talents, our testimony, our treasures. It reminds us that our very lives are a gift from him and that they belong to him. And he calls us to live our lives no longer for ourselves, but for Christ who died for them. That's important for us. We steal from God when we ignore his word, when we fail to give him the thanks as the nine lepers who did not return. We steal from God when we, we try to pull the wool over his eyes with that sin that we think that nobody's watching. We're thieves. And we deserve the condemnation that the sin brings. And maybe we steal and sometimes even bolder ways I think of the the young son who came to his father and said father I want my share of the inheritance now what a slap in the face that must have been to the father That a son has the greed of a heart that says, I'm not even going to give my father to due respect and wait until he's older or until he dies. I want it now. 
sometimes we're that way with God. I want everything now, God. I want my life to be perfect now, God. I want, I want it on my terms, God. I'm not really willing to walk the path that you lay before me. And we steal away the very will of God for our lives. Look at Jonah. I don't want to go to Nineveh. I want to live it my way and do it my way. After all, I really would rather take a Mediterranean cruise. We steal from God in a way that we often then later regret. It is the prodigal son who finds himself with the pigs and awakes to reality of his situation and says, I, I need to go home. It is that reality of, of who we are in our own sinfulness that says somehow something's not right. It's the thief on the cross who says, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Isn't it ironic that Jesus is crucified between two thieves? One who acknowledges his sin and the other one who does not. When we're confronted with the laws of God and the commandments, it's an encouragement for us to examine our hearts. That's what this Lenten journey is all about. It's an encouragement to see where we're at in our relationship with God, whether we're struggling with it, whether we're doing great with it, whether we're confronted with our own hearts of disobedience. This is opportunity. It's opportunity literally to see our, ourselves hanging on that cross in the place of the thief with Christ there in the middle. Say, we are getting what we deserve. But this man, this man who takes upon himself the sins of the whole world, he's innocent. To come to grips with who we are as God's sinful people and to know that this Savior died on a cross and gives to us that promise that we too one day shall see eternity, that we shall see paradise and be there with him. That's the promise that we hang on to and that's the promise that comes to us because he died. And he died on that cross because of his incredible love for us. He went to the cross and he died for you and he died for me. He didn't have to. He did it out of love. So we know the true love is Jesus. That's the sacrificial love. That's the kind of love a Savior has for us that he would give up his life in our place. That he would pour out his blood for the forgiveness of our sins. That he would take upon himself all of the hurts and the ills that we have. And say to us, you are forgiven. Your sins are washed away. 
Greater love has no one than this, that he would lay down his life for a friend. That's the message. The message the world needs to hear. That no matter where we're at in, in the sin of our lives, that Christ is there to redeem us, to cleanse us, and to wash us with his own blood. It's a message that the world needs to hear at this time and in this place. In the midst of everything that we face, not knowing what tomorrow or next week holds. We have the opportunity to be those ambassadors for Christ. To share the message of salvation with a literally dying world. To help people to find their hope in Christ alone. And so the challenge for this Lenten season for us is not just to reflect on the Ten Commandments and to get ourselves right with God, but also to understand that there's a lot of people out in the world who also need to be right with God. The challenge for us each and every day as Jesus lays, be, uh, lays it before us is to take up our own cross and carry it. And that's not an easy thing. And I guess in modern terms, we might say he dares us to be a disciple. To walk on the path. To bear the burdens. To show the love. To offer the forgiveness. And to be people of grace and mercy. In the love of Christ who died for us. Steal? Yeah, we do it. Do it without thinking. We do it because our hearts are selfish. And you know what? He still died for us. still died for us because of his love and it's a love that we share I'm reminded of the song that I knew or learned as a child it's one that we really need to hang on to even in the times that we face Jesus loves me this I know how? for the Bible tells me so Jesus loves me, and he loves you. Hang on to that. In Jesus' name, amen.